This is Strange Assembly episode 245, My Little Scythe. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there. You can also subscribe through the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes. Before I talk about My Little Side, I'd like to take an extra moment to give an extra push on the iTunes review thing. I know we throw this out there from time to time, but such a vast amount of podcast traffic goes through iTunes, and part of how Apple shows podcasts to people or not is based on how many ratings or reviews they have. So if you like our show, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you went on iTunes and gave us a rating or review. That would be amazing. We will love you. And then on to my little scythe. Now, this possibly could have been a game that was included in the Games with My Kids episode a few weeks ago, but I didn't have my little scythe yet. And it's doesn't have the longevity yet to be included in there anyway, honestly, but it might someday because we played this with the family and it went over very, very well. So as you might guess from the name My Little Scythe, this is a family game, I mean it's still a gamer game, but a a family-aimed game that is got some elements from the Stonemeyer games game scythe and I'm not going to go into what in the game makes it more or less like scythe because if you haven't played scythe you probably don't care and if you have played scythe the similarities will be obvious so the first thing you'll see when you open the my little scythe box is that the well heck before you open it you see these really colorful cute characters on the front and then when you open it everything in the box is just bursting with color and it leads off with these two seekers for every player in these little cute animal sculpts so you have a little tiger and a little bear and that sort of thing a little musk ox who knew apparently even a musk ox can be cute Uh, And there are seven different sculpts in here. You can't play with seven players all at once. There's also clearly some space set aside for the possibility of an expansion. Uh, But in the game of My Little Scythe, you will be moving these seekers around the board. They will be collecting resources, apples and gems, which are represented by bright plastic tokens. And then they will be using those resources to generate pies for pie fights and magic spells and friendship and completing quests. And by the time you have done all of these in the right combination, you will start to earn trophies and trophies are how you win the game. So in my little side, you have a hex map out and your seekers start on the edge. On each of your turns, when you come around, you get to take one of the actions on your player board, but you cannot take the same action twice the first action you can take is move. This is the one you're going to want to take the most. Move is 
shock, moving those seeker pieces around the board. Then there is the seek action. There's two different variants of it, and that is how you put out more resources. And then there is the make action. And the make action is how you generally are going to be turning those raw resources into things that directly contribute to the trophies. So what are the trophies before we go back to the details of those actions? If you have enough friendship, you get a trophy. If you have enough pies, you get a trophy. If you win a pie fight, you get a trophy. If you complete two quests, you get a trophy. If you deliver enough gems to the center of the board, that's one trophy. If you deliver enough apples to the center of the board, that's another trophy. The final two trophies are for having enough spells and for having completely upgraded your player board. Now, back to the move actions, right? So you are having, you have your seekers, you get to move each of them independently every time you take the move action. And the biggest thing you're going to be doing with the move action is getting your seekers into spots with resources and quests. Because once your seeker is in the spot with the resources, you can then use them to take the make action. Of course, you can also use the seekers to get yourself to the center to do the delivery trophy. But I'll, I'll tell you that two delivery trophies seem quite a bit harder than the other ones. So those will come up less. The quests are really nice. Every time you end on a quest, you flip it up, there's a little story element, and there's usually a nice option, and a mean option, and a no thanks option. And the nice option usually requires you to pay something, and you maybe get something else, and you get some friendship. And the mean option, well, you don't have to pay anything out, but maybe you take something from someone else, and then you lose friendship. Or maybe you just get stuff, and you lose friendship. But unlike the nice option, you didn't have to pay. The no thanks option is, eh, I don't really want to do either of those. Just give me something. Give me a spell. Give me a pie. Whatever it is based on the card. And I'll get that. But the no thanks option does not count as completing the quest. So usually you have to either pay resources or lose friendship in order to advance on getting a trophy for completing quests. And there's always a bit of a theme and story to these quests. So one of the quests is you see an apple thief. And the nice version is, well, you can see that she's hungry. And so you lose two pies and gain some friendship to you give her the pies. The section, second option is, ooh, stealing apples. That seems like a good idea. And you steal an apple from another player and you lose friendship. And the no thanks option is just, eh, get an apple. The other thing that can happen as a result of your move is to start a pie fight. Pie fights are conducted by players blind bidding how many pies they're going to throw, and that includes possibly adding in a magic spell, because the magic spells just add pies. The winning player gets the trophy for winning a pie fight. Whoever started the fight also loses a friendship. The losing player gets sent back to their base. Any resources that were in the territory stay there. So this is the one real aggressive thing that you can do in My Little Scythe. You aren't going to do it right away, typically, because if you go below the starting friendship, you can't earn trophies. So just walking up at the start of the game and pie fighting someone won't actually get you the trophy. But it is possible to walk up to somebody who's sitting on four resources and then banish them back to their base. Now they get a little bonus for being sent back to their base, but they may not be happy. We'll talk about that in a minute. 
That's what the move action is. The seek action is really interesting. You kind of don't want to take it, right? Because, oh, it's the seek action just puts resources on the board. I don't want to put resources on the board. I want other people to put resources on the board so I can pick them up. But that's not really going to work in my little scythe. You are going to need to take the seek action. And when you take the seek action, you roll dice, different dice for the different resources, and each of these dice has a color-coded symbol on it to tell you which region, which sixth of the board it needs to go on. But within that reason, region, you get to choose. So let's say you roll the gem die and it shows up green. Well, now you need to put a gem in the forests. If you're in the forests, you can just put it on yourself. If someone else is in the forest, you can put it on them and get a friendship. Or, of course, you can just put it on some unoccupied space. It seemed like we usually wanted to either put it on ourselves or put it on somebody else to get the friendship if that was a, a trophy that you were going for, or if you just wanted a little bit of friendship buffer so you could afford to do the mean version of quests or start pie fights without getting down into that no-trophy zone. Now, the final action, make, though, like I said, this is where you really start to to contribute a lot towards your victory points. With the make action, you can turn apples into pies, and pies can become a trophy. You can turn gems into spells, and spells can become a trophy. And you can also use both apples and gems together to upgrade your player board. And if you do that a couple of times, well, then that's a trophy. When you upgrade your player board, what you're doing is either upgrading your move action or you're upgrading your make action. So let's say you upgrade your move action. You might get a tile that says that now when you move, your seekers aren't slowed by carrying around resources. Or you might get a move action that says after you're done moving, your seekers have a supply catapult that lets them launch resources from one of them to the other. So you can have one of them collect the resources and then send them over somewhere that they're safe or send them to a seeker that's right by the middle so you can try to get that character in for a delivery. The make actions are either going to be an improvement on the existing actions, like, hey, now you can make more pies for the same number of apples or the same number of pies for fewer apples. It also might give you a little extra option. Hey, if you bake a pie using this action, instead of just getting pies from nowhere, you're actually stealing the pies from other players. I, I gotta say, the upgrading of the board was a very popular first action. So four trophies triggers the end of the game, and you can never have more than four trophies. Once one player has four trophies, then everybody else who doesn't already have four trophies gets one turn, and the game is over. Now those last couple of turns, the grand finale, are a bit different from the normal terms because it is possible to get more than one trophy in that grand finale round, but it is not allowed at any other time in the game. So that lets you give a little bit of possibility for catch-up, since it's quite easy to have a tie with the maximum of four trophies being allowed. The first tiebreaker is friendship, so you might want to keep an eye on that. So, like I said at the beginning, we played this with the family, so the game is rated from eight and up. And we did indeed play with an eight-year-old. It went over very well. Significant part of that was definitely due to the cuteness of the components. But our eight-year-old also really loved there being friendship as a mechanic. So 
right? From a game design point of view or a mechanical point of view, it's a cost to put an apple on another player's seeker in order to get the friendship, right? You are helping out the other player. Ooh, bad. You don't want to help another player in a competitive game. But for our eight-year-old, it was like a double win. Ooh, I get to give mommy an apple and I get a friendship. Aw, everybody's happy. So that was definitely a positive. Now, there are a couple things to watch out when playing with the really younger kids. One of them I referenced earlier, really obvious if you've played games with little kids, which is the pie fights. They may enjoy starting the pie fight and taking your resources, but if you walk up to their seeker who's collected the four gems to go do the delivery and you just bump them back to base and then you go do the delivery with those four gems, you're going to have a reasonably unhappy child. Uh, or at least you might, depending on yours' temperament. So you have to watch out for that a little bit. There's an there's an Automa, it's, it, it's, it's called an Automounty in this one instead of Automa, and you can use it not just as solo, but to sort of add something to get beat up on. But if you know me, you know I don't really like adding things like dummy players into games. So I think you just want to manage that one, or at least not usually. They, uh, they worked out reasonably well in uh, Charterstone. But the other one is that there's a little bit more long-term planning than is optimal for the younger age of this. It's very easy for a kid to get focused on, oh, I want to get the apples right there, I want to get the gems right there, and then you end up with, say, one board upgrade and one spell and five friendship, and okay, you got a little bit of everything, but you're not really getting towards the trophies. Right, Because if you're not going for the pie trophy, having pies doesn't matter. So if you remember from my games, of ki- games with kids, one of the optimal things you have for a little kid's game is, is not too much forward-looking. So with this, you might want to keep an eye on that. This might be one of those ones where you make suggestions. Oh, hey, which one of these trophies are you going for? How might you do that? If you're not careful about that, you could have a game that ends where, you know, you have all four trophies, the child has one trophy. I don't know about yours, but every once in a while that can be a little sad making. One of the the bright sides is, especially with the grand finale round, it's usually clear a couple of turns in advance that the game is about to end. So that gives you a little bit of an opportunity to look over at how the kid is doing and give a couple of more pointed-than-usual suggestions about what they might do to get a couple of trophies. So they're they're not in any danger of winning at that point, but there can be less upset if you're winning 4-3 to instead of 4-1. to But for the grown-ups, you can tell from that observation there at the end, there actually is some strategy here for the grown-up, right? This is not just some junker of a game that's just for the kids. It plays very quickly. The advertised time on the box is 45 minutes, and I think you really can play it in that time. And, and part of that's because these trophies, you get pretty quickly get to a point where the trophies start going pretty quickly. So when you're playing, it really does behoove you to kind of look in advance and say, how is it based on what resources are near me? How am I going to start moving towards getting these trophies? Now, 
That doesn't mean you're going to have a locked-in plan that you just get to follow mindlessly for the rest of the game, but you know, you're definitely going to have some targets to go for. This can also be influenced because every player gets a personality card that makes it easier for you to get one of those eight trophies. So you can get a little bit of variability every game. But honestly, I would probably be inclined to pick up the resources that I need to upgrade my player board, and in particular pick up the resources that I need to be able to upgrade the move action. So like I said earlier, the delivery trophies seem a bit harder to do, but when we played, the, the winning trophies always included the upgrade my player board trophies, and they always included the quest trophies because the right the upgrade your player board, that then helps you get the other trophies. And the quests, not only do you get whatever you get for the quests, but you're usually getting something else too. You know, you're getting some extra pies and some extra friendship over there. Like the, yeah, like the one that I mentioned with the Apple Thief. Well, you, you pay pies and then you get friendship. Well, if you're not going for pies, but you're going for friendship, eh, you may not have really lost anything. Or if you've got some friendship and you need something else, eh, well, you can swap it around. You know, worst case scenario with the quests is they become a resource. You don't really want them to be that, but being able to advance halfway towards a trophy while getting to choose an advantageous resource rearrangement from the quest is almost always a positive. So My Little Scythe worked well for our family. It worked well from the kid perspective. It worked well from the grown-up who is playing with the kid perspective. It has an immense visual appeal. You know, again, bright and cute and it will definitely go well with kids. And honestly, it, it probably goes well with anybody, right? A, a, a lot of the things that especially appeal to kids for some of these component things, they also, it turns out, appeal to adults as well. You're sure the kid likes the, the cute sculpt, but the grown-up probably also likes the fact that, hey, this has some really nice-looking miniatures in it instead of just cardboard cutouts. You know, not that there's anything wrong with cardboard cutouts, but... Clearly, we gamers like our miniatures. So I think that My Little Scythe is a, a really good game at what it is trying to be, which is this family game. Uh, I think it is something that I am going to end up getting for, for example, for at least one other family that I know that you know we sometimes do board games with. I think it'll be great for them for a Christmas present. And I, I think that if you have you know, younger kids, the, the, you know, the younger teens, older singles, whatever, this would be a, a great game to try out with them. And that is My Little Scythe from Stonemeyer Games. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there. You can also subscribe on the Google Play Music Store or the Apple Podcast app or iTunes. If you do use any of those services, especially iTunes, we would appreciate it if you left us a rating or review. That helps other people discover the show. You can also find us on the usual social media sites. We are at Strange Assembly on Twitter. We are facebook.com slash strange assembly and we're at Strange Assembly on Instagram. For example, if you were looking at our Instagram account, 
within the last week, you may have seen some of my pictures of my little scythe and these gorgeous miniatures. But if you wanted to talk to me about that or anything else, you can reach me at chris at strangeassembly.com. We always love to hear from you, love to hear your feedback, your comments, your criticism, your suggestions, whatever you got. We always like to hear it. But until then, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.